Hello, everyone. You're listening to Focus Faith Podcast with Carrie Powers. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's lesson, if you will. Um, we are still going to be in Acts chapter two, but we're going to finish up at the end of the chapter. We know from listening to last week, the significance of what happened at the beginning of chapter two and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which radically changed absolutely everything. Every way that that the people had been approaching and interacting with God dramatically changed with this event. Um, the change happened, obviously, with the death and resurrection of Jesus, but continued to dramatically impact how they would interact with God once they received this fresh wind and this fresh fire that came directly from heaven with the outpouring of the presence of God that began this individual personal relationship and interaction with God. So, in at the end of Acts chapter two, so much has happened. We have that I'm skipping over. So go back and read it because it's amazing. And it's Peter's sermon and where he addresses the crowd over what has happened. But I'm going to start reading in uh, at verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So what we see here with the outpouring is not only we have this dramatical change um, happening in personal lives like Peter and what we will find as we continue in Acts with the change in from Saul to Paul, but dramatic changes in these individual men. But we see this amazing change happening within the community of believers. And, and it tells us that. It says that the response was immediate and it continued and it spread. And there were thousands being added to the faith. In fact, if I backed up to verse 41, it said, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. So, I mean, this is spreading and it is rapidly spreading. So, to understand what is going on right now in this community of believers as the church is beginning, I don't think we've seen anything since. This kind of power and outpouring of the Spirit, um, which is radically impacting and changing people's hearts and how they're living their lives. And that's what I wanted to kind of focus on is verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. That became their focus. They were living their faith. And they were living like Jesus was coming back tomorrow. That's how they were living their lives. Because he said, he, he as he ascended, he said he was going to come back and he was going to come back at this, this same spot. So they believed him. <laughs> at this point, they believed him. They were taking Jesus at his word. What Jesus said was the truth because they had just witnessed his resurrection. And 
I apologize because apparently my yard people have decided that um, they're going to be here today. So you know what? We're going with it. We're rolling with it. This is real life. So um, I'm sorry. Hopefully they'll move over to the other side of the yard. But you know, this is just my life these days. I, I have to say, re- you know, just real confessions. Um, this is how everything is. So trying to stay focused on one thing, being distracted by something else. And that comes back to what we're talking about, really, in verse 42, which is their devotion, their focus. And they were devoted And not to just some great teaching or some great preaching. They were devoted to the presence of God. They were devoted to the Holy Spirit. They were devoted to what God was doing and living their lives in the same way. So they weren't holding on to things. It was possessions didn't matter because what would truly matter if Jesus was coming back tomorrow? You know, it would only be about fellowship, it would only be about learning whatever you could and staying focused on God and his movement and his direction and his purpose. And what would our lives look like if we started to live that way? If we really looked at Acts, looked at chapter two and looked at this continuation of this book and the start of the church. And if we thought, you know, what could, how could we live our lives? And what would our lives look like if we decided that we were going to live this way? And what are you devoted to? That's the question. You know, are you devoted to understanding who God is and experiencing this fresh movement of God in your own life because it's available to you? Because that hasn't changed. You know, Um, we live in a very different time than the New Testament church, but that doesn't mean that God has changed or he operates differently. He doesn't. I mean, I think they were experiencing a certain kind of power of God that we really haven't seen, at least in this country. I think they're seeing it in other countries, but not here. Um, But what if we, as personal believers, decided that our main devotion would be Him, would be looking to Him, would be trying to understand Him better, would be spending a little more time with Him each day and working on the level of our heart's commitment. What would that look like? And what would be the result of that kind of devotion? So how would you live your life differently today if you were experiencing that kind of freshness in this movement of God? Because, you know, this had completely impacted them because prior to this, that's not how they approached God. It was not an individual way. They couldn't even go into certain parts of the temple. I mean, it was one man who went before the whole nation of Israel um, in, you know, and in, in performed the sacrifice and provided this kind of interaction between a holy God and an unholy people. There was just, it wasn't that anyone experienced this kind of personal interaction with God. This was new. This was new. It was life-changing and their lives reflected it. So what would our lives look like if that's what we did, you know? And it wasn't just this, um, I don't know, kind of stale approach to Christianity, but it was a 
really actively looking for the movement of God and responding to the spirit of God when he calls us to do something, whether that's, you know, talk to someone, a stranger, offer something to someone that you have that they need. I don't know. I mean, I I really don't. God's going to work on us all differently. But what if we were just open and working on our level of devotion and what it is that really captures our time and attention? Because that's the answer. You know, if you're wondering what you're devoted to, it's like, look at your calendar. <laughs> you know, that, that's going to answer it. And, I'm, and again, I'm preaching to myself. So it's like looking at, your, looking at your time and attention and where you're spending it is the answer to that question. But the beauty of God is that he says, you know what? Give me a few minutes and I'll multiply that. Like he's not asking you to give up, you know, going to work and taking care of your family and doing all the things that are necessary. He knows what's on your agenda. He knows what you have to do. But it's really working on trying to make him first, though, in your life and in your schedule and then allowing him to work out all the rest. And I think that's what devotion looks like is what's first, not what's even taking up all your time. Because if you're a mama with a new baby, for example, that's what you're doing. You know, uh, if you're a mama with a new baby and trying to work, you know, you, that's, you're doing all of the things. So he knows that. He knows that. And God is gentle and, and good and faithful and kind and compassionate. So this isn't to add one more thing to your to-do list. This is a call to bring him into your to-do list and maybe make him first on the list and then watch him show you how to do the rest. I don't know. But that's what I'm call- that's what I'm looking at here with Acts 2 is how can we experience God's movement in a fresh way and then respond in a new way? to his goodness. That's what I'm looking for today. So I encourage you to try and I encourage you to do the same. And, um, you know, send me a message or leave me a comment. If you're, if you do take this little call and experiment and let me know what happens, because I'd love to hear it because, uh, because I know God is good and he'll blow your mind. if You give him the opportunity to do, to do so. Thanks for tuning in. I apologize for my yard guy, Um, but that's life, right? So I will see you next week. God bless.